He's a former two-term Texas state representative, former Texas Freedom Caucus chairman, and a retired Fort Worth PD officer, continuing his crusade to defend and protect the Constitution for we the people. Welcome to the Mike Lang Show. We've got a great inaugural show today. What better way to start it off than one of the biggest things we've got going on in culture right now, and that's Roe versus Wade. And in the studio today, we've got John J.D. Shirley. Thanks for coming in and being here. Ooh, it's my pleasure, Mike. I'll tell you what, uh, people are going to accuse you of planning this inaugural show to coincide with some huge event. But honestly, this is just the serendipity of the universe uh, showing us that it's time to do something important like this. So the big topic for today and last few days and what we're going to see probably forward moving on is the leaked Supreme Court draft of Justice Samuel Alito and the opinion that could overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, I mean, the, the mere fact that it was leaked in advance, I mean, uh, it, it's, it sets off alarm bells because there's political agendas here. This is the hottest political topic of the last 50 years in this nation. And uh, the fact that it was leaked in advance tells you that there's people afraid of what, not only what the impact of what it's going to have, and they're trying to honestly pre-position the forces against this idea, in my opinion. And it was, I think it was leaked, and we'll find out later who did it. And, you know, maybe the FBI can look into it. But, you know, as far as the FBI goes, I used to be a huge fan. And, and you know, we were both in law enforcement. Yep. I was in law enforcement for 30 years, spent most of my time at Fort Worth PD, and and uh, worked around a, a great group of people in the FBI. But the upper echelon seems to have... Um, some issues right now. So maybe we won't find out, but you're right. The leak, I think is a distraction. I think it's great that they're looking into, you know, overriding Roe v. Wade and sending it back to the States, which it should be. Mm -hmm. But you know, this now takes precedence over Hunter Biden's laptop, takes precedence over inflation. It takes precedence over title 42, uh, the border issues we have. And, so all this stuff gets moved to the back burner, and now we have the leak, which is doing what for November, man? It's oh, just... I mean, obviously, the timing of the leak is to bolster the forces of the left to try to counter the obvious uh, red tidal wave that's headed that way. And they saw this as the—I guess they saw this as the only way to, uh, to force that issue forward. And so now, like you said, those other things, other topics that were energizing the right and have been energizing the right for a long time, the left is countering with something to try to energize the left. And all I've got to say about this, before all the screaming starts, I'm going to quote Barack Obama, right? Elections have consequences. Boy, they sure do. I mean, it, it's evident. And we've got Biden, and we've got a huge problem with that. And, you know, you look back um, on this leak in Justice Roberts' Um, has ordered a marshal of the court to look into the leak. And what do you think is going to happen? I mean, what, what will happen to the person that leaked it? You know, will they get disbarred? Will they be a hero? And that's, that's kind of what the left is doing right now is, oh, you're such a hero, right? Mm -hmm. My guess is it's going to be kind of like Eric Tramella from, uh, from the Trump investigation days. That name's going to be protected. Their position's going to be protected. Um, I think is probably when they figure out who it is, they'll end up losing their job, but they're just going to take a job at a think tank somewhere, or they'll have a golden parachute somewhere. So this individual is going to be protected by the left. 
because they, they were a good foot soldier and they did their job, which is to get this information out in time to affect the election. Because I'm, I'm not even aware when the Supreme Court is even by the pundits expected to announce this decision. So, you know, if this decision wasn't supposed to be announced until, you know, several months after the election, it's obvious it's just a political ploy for the, for the left to, uh, to bring this forward and to give their, their side uh, some more excitement because they, they, they see it coming. Right, and, and it's an opinion, and it's part of a 98-page draft, and it's pretty official. I think they're moving down that road, and I think they have been for years anyway. And, you know, when we're talking about the Tenth Amendment, you know, you know preserving the rights that go back to the states— 50 years ago, this never should have been passed. Right. I mean, it should have been a state's issue to begin with. And really, I don't, I don't know what the left's really complaining about because your blue states in New York and California, they'll probably go way the other side with the abortion rights. And mm. you'll have states like Texas and, and maybe Oklahoma and, and some of the southern states um, start to maybe even abolish abortion. I, I would fully expect that. And when I said earlier elections have consequences, I was directly referencing the fact that, you know, Trump, one of the, one of the hallmarks of his administration was the courts, both the regular federal courts and obviously the Supreme Court. And uh, there were, uh, it doesn't take many or much to think back to the fights we had over the Supreme Court justices that we have right now, and they've been disappointing to a lot of people on the right, okay? But elections have consequences. Trump got to pick three Supreme Court justices, I think it was. And right. you know what? This is this is first fruits of that. Because I don't care where you stand, honestly, outside of the far left. From where I from where I stand, if you're not the radical, loony, hair on fire left, by this point, abortion on demand is a non issue. It's been a non issue because the heart of this nation has been changing over the last fifty years. And I think what we're seeing now is just kind of the the final tidal wave, and Trump enabled that. So elections have consequences, which is why, even though we're returning this to the states, it, all that does is embolden us at the state and local level, because that just means, you know what, that's where, that's where we're supposed to be involved from the very beginning, most involved anyway. So this is going to be a good impetus, I think, for uh, more action at the local and state level. And that's where it needs to be. And you look at some of the things the federal government has done, like Department of Education and so many things that they've overstepped their bounds that, that should be a state's issue, as should this. And, you know, Texas, as a two-term state representative um, retired, uh, we fought for alternatives to abortion and issues like that. And what that does is that helps the mother decide and make decisions that, yes, you can keep that baby in. And that's why bringing those to the state issues and state level, we can get so much more done and accomplished than we can at a federal level. Because, you know, half, half our federal representatives, our Congress people, senators, they're so far left, it's ridiculous. Right. Well, I mean, the federal government just wants to throw money at things, okay? They want to they tie rules to it that makes it painful. They just want to throw money at things, you know, at least at the state and local level, especially when you root it down to the local level. You're dealing with people that you know, every, you see them in the grocery store, you deal with them at church. So to me, the idea, you push it down to the local level, that is where pers- the relationships are formed that give these uh, political topics their, their meaning, you know? It's, it's not... 
the idea of abortion in as an abstract is horrible and terrible, but to think that in my county, people that I go to church with, people that I go to school with, there's really the killing of babies going on in our community, okay? Right. In our community, yeah, this is, is going on. That's different than thinking, okay, yeah, babies are getting murdered. No, 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 they're getting murdered in our community, right? And they are every day. And that's that's the mindset I think we need to get out, and it's been generational, so mm-hmm. it's it's been made pretty much okay. And, you know, if you take a look at some of these, uh, like theguardian.com put out a great article, has some good pictures of people that are protesting. They're rightfully so. Um, and some of the signs out there that, that you see, um, if it's not your body, it's not your choice, pro-choice, protect women's health. Just a few weeks ago, we were talking about the left not being able to know what a biological woman is. And now we've got, you know, two weeks later and everybody's saying, hey, it's a woman's choice, right? So now we can define it. Well, I mean, it, it, it shows the, fra- the fracturing of the left. The left has, has been in our entire adult lives a loose conglomeration of extreme beliefs, okay? That's all it can really be. So, you know, on one, on one day they're wearing the hat of I'm, you know, anti-defining what a woman is, and then they realize, oh, crap, it's not the headline today. So they switch hats, pick up their next sign, and say women's rights, women's rights. Well, they don't expect any internal or external logic or continuity to their belief systems. So that on, on day one, they can say, we're, we love this and we hate this, and we're not going to define this. And on day two, they can say, we were wrong yesterday. We're going to say this today. And in the mindset of the loose conglomeration of extreme beliefs that makes up the left, they don't see a problem with that. No, they don't. And then not only that, but they go out and they cancel culture, a company or somebody that one day... And then they turn around with something else like, what's a woman? I don't know what a woman is. You can be a woman if you decide to be a woman. And they want everybody to believe that and think that and go along with it. And now all of a sudden, it's a woman's choice. Now they define what a woman is. And how dare you as a white male Mm -hmm. say anything about a woman's reproductive system? And it's in the same breath, you're going to be going back to the same thing but this guy can identify as a woman and you better darn sure make sure that you call him a woman. So you're right. It's just one day is one thing. One day is the next. And on the guardian.com, they have another photo and there's a lady holding a sign and it says abortion is essential. So killing babies is essential. Incredible on what they're talking about when it gets into moral values and killing babies. If you haven't read 1984 recently, and I hate, I hate to bring up, you know, almost a overused liberty right-wing-minded meme, but, you know, 1984 does a, a beautiful job of explaining the concept of newspeak and how the people are controlled by the media that they consume. And you don't have to do any more than read that book to put the exact context necessary onto exactly which, what we're seeing in this. It doesn't make sense because, number one, the factions don't necessarily agree on everything, but what they agree on is what they don't like and what they hate and that they want the government to come in and, and control everything. Okay, that's, that's really the overarching idea. So we need to remember that their supposed beliefs, whether they actually believe those or even think one second about, let's roll this can down the road five feet and see where these beliefs take us, which is right what we're seeing here, right? They don't think that way. What they're doing is they're compartmentalizing 
every single issue. And then the liberals, the extreme left, the Marxists, whatever you want to call it, they take it all in one batch and they put it together and that's their fight. And what we've been doing as conservatives, as far as playing the political game, they've been playing the cultural game and they're winning at that cultural game because our politicians jump from one of those issues to the next issue to the next issue and they they try to say, hey, I'm not racist, I'm not bigoted, um, I, I stand for children. And what they forget is it's a cultural war, and they need to stand on their morals and principles. And that will bring them back to cover all that compartmentalized stuff. Mm-hmm. All, all, all their, I mean, you, you say they, get, they absolutely wrap all these disjointed thoughts and ideas and beliefs into one package, and that package is government. The package, the answer to everything they have is always government, okay? And so when you say culture, you're absolutely right. It's the culture of, of an overarching, over-controlling, in-your-business, womb-to-tomb government. That's their answer through the disjointed messages we get. And we try to individually, rationally, and logically argue each little, bit, each little argument while missing the forest for the trees. We're allowing the culture to be dragged to the left, even though we're fighting louder than ever for conservative values, the culture itself, we're, we're losing that because we've lost sight of, of the cultural issue. You know, the, the signs that we've seen for the protests about, you know, women's body, women's choice, and it goes on and on, and it's, it's really not their body. It's, you know, a baby. It's an individual human in there that they've conceived, a man and a woman have conceived, and it starts to get crazy from there, and, and we're falling in that. You look at states like Texas and Oklahoma that are years behind California and New York. You know, they're, they're liberal as can be, and, and hopefully those southern states won't end up as liberal as California and New York. But we also have the U.K. that's more liberal than the United States for the most part. And we have a university in Edinburgh that has the students— they're teaching the students, the midwives, that men can give birth through their penis. So where have we come? You know, men can pretend to be women. How do you pretend to have a baby as a man through your penis? No, what you, you can pretend to buy into their insanity is all you can do. And see, this is just an attempt to put, put us under the thumb of, of the government, because if you don't realize they're not people... Uh, in Great Britain, you can go to prison for saying things wrong. Saying the wrong thing can send you to jail. So they want to keep people under their thumb and say, oh, yeah, we're going to rub you in it. You're going to not only accept this, but once again, you're going to, we're going to make you support it. We need to stop buying into the insanity, okay? Each one of these individual ideas of leftism make no sense. They make no logic together. But if you look and see where we're going, okay, where they're taking us, culturally, it's very obvious where we're being taken, because um, this is the logical, if you can call it that, result of this crazy set of beliefs that we're being expected to not only shut up and listen to, but endorse. And this is just fur- further down that road. So you want to talk about a serious issue like abortion, but we're going to layer this insanity on top of it and, and, and tell people both these things are true. Not only do you have to tell people 
that it's the truth and your belief system says, no, it's not the truth, they want you to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. They want you to celebrate it in your work. They want you to celebrate it in schools. And even some churches want you to celebrate that. That goes against biblical principles in their churches. Man, you know, they can, they can control... They can control people's public face on this. They can never control the mind of the people. And all I can do is shake my head and think that at some point, the adults in the room, okay, being the voting population, be it in Great Britain or the United States, is finally going to stand up and say, enough. Because when you're talking about men delivering children, you can't expect me to have a straight face. You can't expect it. And I'm not going to give it to you, and I'm not going to pretend for one second that I'm going to pretend to give that to you. It's insanity. Shut up. Go away. Right. You can, you can violate a body and change it up as much as you want to make sure that a male becomes a female. And whatever science can do to have that man have a baby, that's not natural. It's not right. You can pretend to do what you want. But it's wrong. Just like, just like people that say, you know, the, the excuse uh, for abortion um, is the premature delivery of the mother. Uh, there's a difference between the premature delivery of the mother and the mother's life and the actual dismemberment of that baby where you're trying to abort that baby. So there's all kinds of excuses that the people use um, for abortions, and I'm, I'm really glad— and I hope that this decision is true and it comes back to the states. Um, like I said, states like Texas, Florida, Oklahoma, um, you're liable to see maybe even, you know, abolish abortion legislation passed. It's going to get uglier and the left is going to use this to the to the 10th degree they can to leverage every bit of power they can, every bit of uh, influence they can. And the right's going to have to counter it equally and be active and involved. You can't go to sleep now. It's time to wake up. And it's been time to wake up. And hopefully this issue does wake everybody up. Um, you said to the 10th degree, and, and that brings to mind the 10th Amendment. <laughs> and, you know, just if this could be part of this new court and the left doesn't start court packing, and we can make sure that a lot of these things that aren't given to the federal government to do, but they are states and states' rights. If we can start that down that path, that would be huge. This would be a great start with the abortion issue and Roe versus Wade. The day that the leak for, about, about the Supreme Court decision comes down, Amazon announced that they were willing to pay up to $4,000 a year for their employees for travel to accomplish medical procedures. Okay, there you go. Okay, that's what I'm saying. The, the battle is just beginning. Um, we don't even have an official decision, and the leftist um, globalists are already showing their hand. And so we can expect, Amazon being the big boy, you can expect a lot of, if not all, of the other major corporations to fall right in line with them. So the battle has just moved to the new battle space, nothing more. They have in the past, and they will continue to until people vote with their money. It's all about the money. Guilty. Evil Amazon, guilty. There's something being delivered to my house, I'm sure, today from Amazon. And I'm guilty as sin about it, and I don't like it. And we need to, as a culture and as a movement of conservatism, we need to encourage each other to live what we preach 
And so, you know what? I don't like Amazon and I need to, I need to work harder getting off of it because this is a cultural battle. Le the legal side is only one aspect. It really, at the end of the day, is a heart issue and a culture issue. And so we're battling for the soul of our nation. We're not just battling for changing a law. We're battling for the soul of our nation as far as I'm concerned. The cultural battle is here. The conservatives and the people on the right just haven't been fighting it. They've been fighting the politics of it. And it's time we jump into that cultural battle. And it is, like you said, hearts and minds. And we need to get back to the Constitution. We need to get back to biblical principles. And I think this is a good start with what is proposed here and I hope happens and it gets sent back to the state with this Roe v. Wade situation. But the strategic workmanship that's been done through the Democrat Party and the leftists has been great. They've done an awesome job. Now, whether this person leaked this draft on purpose or was told to, it really doesn't matter at this point because now the left will use this. They'll run with it. They'll use it to finance their campaigns, as will the Republicans, you know, against it. But they've given themselves a new lease going into November. I hope it's a bad one, but I think they're going to pump up their coffers. I think they're going to get things really pushed from the left. These are the these are the, the heart paddles. This is the left using a heart paddle response to try to jumpstart their their chances for November. Because they know they've, they've blown it. They've blown it big time. I think if the Supreme Court keeps carrying uh, this out as far as pushing things back to the state, I think it'll drive that less and less through the left because, like you said, they're on life support. And I think as time goes on into November, this will actually hurt them instead of help them. I agree. I think, and I think the, the left also, I think, is better at a national campaign strategy. I think they're better at, at messaging at a national level than they are at a local level because it's much harder for the left to advertise to me, to somebody in Montana, to some, you know, it, they, they, they craft their message for their national audience. And I think when this gets sent back to the states, I think they're going to have a lot harder time effectively battling their viewpoint on a state by state level because I think on so many states, the numbers aren't there for them. For, for the pro-abortion side, the real numbers aren't there outside of your major cities in your leftist, in your leftist uh, areas. This topic with the Supreme Court will not be the only one, this Roe v. Wade. We'll have other Tenth Amendment issues. We'll have other things going on the next few months, and we're going to have to wait for the next leak. So stay tuned.